I'm Jody Weitz, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Weitz, your business and life coach, helping you to get, well, whatever is in your heart and making it spectacular. I'm so happy with this program today. We are working with a panel of therapists and coach coaches on the topic of confidence and how to get confidence. And uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, hi. No, don't they sound great? <laughs> I can't wait for this to begin. I'm going to be giving you some bios on our three panelists. I'm going to start with Gail Weiner. Gail Weiner, LMFT, brings four decades of clinical experience to help individuals and couples thrive. She's also developed a unique approach to create lasting love at any any age, and that's date-wise, where clients identify temperament and attachment needs, transform patterns, effectively vet dates, and risk authentic connection. They'll craft memorable online profiles, learn to spot best matches, and negotiate conflict with skill. Gail's been interviewed on Voice America and many podcasts, writes as a guest expert for First Date Stories, has taught graduate-level human sexuality, and speaks widely on dating and couples issues. She leads workshops and empowered dating groups throughout Northern California and offers a complimentary one-hour consult. Consult. In the notes, you'll see her website at um, datewisenow.com. All right, Gail. Pia Darling, our next panelist, guides women's businesses and owners to unleash their soul's calling and expand their impact. The fundamental nature of our universe is to grow and expand. And with all you have achieved, you know there's more to unfold and contribute. And Pia is passionate about guiding women to expand their soul's expression. Uh, She has decades of both healing and corporate experience and holds certificates in hypnotherapy, holistic health, health counseling, somatic, emotional integration, and hand analysis. With this wealth of knowledge and expertise, Pia guides you to heart-centered power and success by embracing your true feminine nature. She helps heal Old wounds invigorates your unique callings and opens a path of ease. Her website at pia.healing.com, she'll offer you a gift for you to download, an eight-minute 
ICU guided journey to draw on your inner strength for an immediate confidence uplift. Great. And what we have is Cynthia Gregory, and she comes to us with a little bit of a different background. She is an MFA and an award-winning writer, author, and creativity coach. As a consciously creative storyteller, Cynthia helps her clients set goals that align with their values and life vision. As a writing mentor, she helps would-be authors find their voice curate their books and their dreams, and boost their reserves of confidence and accomplishments. Cynthia's books, Journaling as a Sacred Practice and What's Possible from Here, are available on Amazon. Find her at Cynthia at cgregorycreativity.com, and she is going to tell you a bit about her free gift, at the end of the session. All right. Welcome, women. <laughs> How are you doing? Excited to be here. Yeah. Lovely. lovely. Well, we all know that confidence is definitely a challenging thing for most women. In fact, confidence, um, we're going to examine women and their lack of sense of self-confidence, their enoughness and owning their brilliance and being able to allow themselves to, to celebrate themselves and use compassion as a way to live their lives. We're going to share insights, help rewrite false narratives, grow beyond fear and shame, and come together in resonance, support, and inspiration. This is actually a two-part panelist series, and you can find the other part in um, my episodes list on Your Spectacular Life. All right, I am going to go around to folks so they will be able to chat about what they feel is a challenge with confidence. Gail, I'm going to start with you. Now, what do you see in the way of getting in, in, in the way of getting uh, for women to have confidence in themselves? Well, huge topic, but really important one. Um, I'll just say briefly in my clinical practice, what I see is what I think a lot of people just know inside themselves and see with their women, friends and colleagues every day. Um, women often hold themselves back from expressing their um, the fullness of their ideas. Uh, they hold themselves back from taking leadership, from uh, believing that they actually can do things beautifully and competently. Um, and also there's a, a sort of strange idea I think that a lot of women have that I see that not only should they only do things that they already know how to do well, but if they do dare to try something new, uh, nobody should see them sweat. It should look like 
they already are doing it perfectly, which is very, very limiting in terms of being able to right, take risk and expand your repertoire of competence. Yeah, and, and it sounds a lot like uh, there's some perfectionism going on Absolutely. with being able to be who authentically, you know, their true authentic self. Why do you think that women have that perfection put on their shoulders? Uh, millennia of misogyny. can you can you be a little more specific about that i love that um well uh you know we live still primarily in a culture that tells us that men and women are fundamentally different and that men are fundamentally better and women inferior and so that is a lot of cultural baggage, which was, um, you know, uh, injected in us through the people we love most originally for most of us in the family setting, in schools, religion, most, most of the structures of our society and reinforced by media and, um, you know, education and yeah. pretty much every, every institution in every culture everywhere in the globe. Yeah, that, that does make it challenging. And, and we all battle with that, especially when we work with men, when we're surrounded by men, managed by men, um, it does make it hard for us to be ourselves and to say what we have to say with confidence. Now, Pia, what do you think gets in the way of women building their confidence? Well, my experience with confidence not only with clients, but with myself and just being a female on the planet, connecting with other females, the, the lack of confidence actually stems from an inner disconnect uh, that we lose a connection to ourselves, a fundamental connection that basically can be called self-love, but it's, um, it's, I've experienced it as like a visceral, tangible, physical, connection where I've come face to face with myself, belly to belly, heart to heart in a way that suddenly, oh, it gives me chills just remembering the first time I felt that it, here I am, I'm not alone. I'm with me, I've got my back. And being in that place, being able then to have the freedom to just be myself, being comfortable with being myself, then um, confidence is not something that I feel I need to build or work with, it just is because I'm here with me now and it's okay and I'm good the way I am. I love that because what you're saying is, is once you strongly connect with yourself, it's, it's there. You don't have to work or push or over effort at bringing it up. It just comes up. Right. It's not a problem. And so that connection though involves other steps and other layers. For instance, what Gail brought up about the, those, that impact that we've had regarding how men, you know, and how we are with them. I worked in corporate, so I know it very well. And there's a lot of um, healing to do around all of this, to be able to be free, to feel 
you're that you're being yourself is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I like that freedom. Yay. Cynthia, any thoughts on what you see as getting in the way of confidence for women? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we have a long tradition of not being given voice. And even, I mean, in the history of literature, the original novels were um, morality tales, basically about what happens to women if they if they get out of their lane, usually they die. That was the (laughs) sad end of the story. And even after that, you know, women authors had their voices stripped because they couldn't publish under their own names. And so their voices were once again silenced. So I think that generally speaking, we have a long tradition of not having our voices valued. And it's a radical act of self-care in order to give yourself, to empower yourself to be heard and seen. Right. Um, And I I love that you said that because it's almost in our DNA because, you know, what we read, what we learn, what we take in is all very male-based. And then, you know, Cynthia, just uh, maybe one or two things. How have you found your voice? Because you mentor people to find their voice, get out of their box and write about who they are and what they want to be heard, you know, how they want to be heard. Yeah. um, Journaling is a practice that I learned from a group of women in Los Angeles. It was so powerful. All we did was journal and read out loud. And so we practiced being heard. And one of the things that happened, which was so wonderful, is we got a little competitive and we would get more and more outrageous. And I learned that it doesn't hurt anybody to be outrageous on the page. And it does kind of fire you up a little bit to push a little bit more and push a little bit further about what you can say and how you can say it. I like that journaling that that's great. And most of our most secret thoughts are in our journals. So able to throw it out there in front of people, that's, that's vulnerable, needing to be vulnerable, needing to just be confident about that vulnerability. It's transformative really. Yeah. And Gail, you know, I had a question, um, you know, you work, in the dating and love and romance field. And, you know, I would imagine that most women lack confidence in being who they are when they're connecting with a guy under your realm. Um, What do you see and, and what do you tell them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Well, it depends to some degree on their age, how um, enmeshed they still are in myths about femininity and who they're required to be in order to be acceptable to a man. So I would say that the biggest thing is, uh, the biggest crime against self, let's call it, (laughs) is when women approach romance as Uh, a requirement to hold themselves back, cater to the man's interests. And it's amazing we're still saying this in 2022, right? But it still (laughs) happens. Cater to the man's interests, desires, mood, energy level, yada, 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 you name it. Um, To some degree, be very, very careful and inhibited about just when and what and how they challenge uh, that um space taking of the male 
Um, so anyway, and then wait for a long time into the relationship to slowly reveal parts of themselves. Mm. Um, so instead, I invert that and <laughs> very, very strongly um, suggest and train women who are interested in this possibility to being utterly and outrageously, to borrow from uh, Cynthia, outrageously <laughs> themselves to the nth degree, to the tips of their fingernails, um, so that they know right away who are the men that are good matches for them. Love that. Boom. Very yeah. efficient, very efficient. Yes. Right. No. Show, show, you know, get out, you know, show yourself in full and then, you know, you'll see whether the person likes that or doesn't and then go forward. I, I think we should do that in every moment yeah. and be un, unapologetic with being who we are. That's great. Um, Pia, now we're, we're talking about, you know, the challenges about what's going on now. Do you think society, that is men and women, have unrealistic standards for women? And in what ways? Oh, absolutely. Um, just so, as I mentioned, I come from corporate background, a place where that's the men's playground, even though there are maybe even equal amount of women. But going into that realm, <laughs> as me, a woman who, for some reason, I am very connected to my own feminine ways of, of intuition, of, of connection, of um, relationship, and being in a group of women who are behaving like men so they can fit in. And they're doing what they need to do. It, it's, it's a survival thing, right? But it's, um, it perpetuates it. It perpetuates it from the men's point of view who get upset that women are emotional, that react emotionally. Whereas if a man reacts emotionally, he's strong. He's, mm -hmm. he's fierce. He's, he, he believes in himself. <laughs> right. He's direct. Yes. And so it's, it's very uneven. It's very challenging. And it's, it's a, there's what's needed is to, for women to find their femininity in the midst of it all, because it's very powerful. I was very, very successful in completing projects on, on time, even though my methods were criticized because I wasn't yelling at the guys and I wasn't doing this and that in a harsh way, but I was creating relationship. I was understanding, I was connecting and that made all the difference. Yeah, that, yeah. that's great. I love hearing you. I love the line of women acting like men. Um, yeah. I think what through, through some parts of time in like the seventies with women with wearing the suits that look like men and with the, the bow tie to make them look a little tiny feminine. And boy, oh boy, I'm glad times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, what do you see in society putting unreal standards on women to act or be different? Um, in, in, you know, trying and again, taking them away for who they really are or from who they really are. Well, I think one of the ways that we do that are by the symbols of, of our, our mythic stereotypes, our, our archetypes. You know, we, 
we cherish the Barbie doll, we cherish the sexy young girl, and a woman of a certain age disappears when she's reaching her wisdom years, when she has the most to contribute. You know, that archetype is largely absent. She's starting to reemerge, happy to see it happening. Um, but we learn from our archetypes. They are, they're like the templates of how we show up in the world. And like much of women's history and stories, a lot of it's been erased. And so we've had to imitate the only thing that was out there to Pia's point, which is we pretend to be like men. When we are innately creative, our bodies were made to be creative, you know, literally creative. And, you know, and, and our intuition is something that we've been allowed to, um, to expand and grow and create, although we have to be careful of our language. We, we say, oh, you know, it was a gut instinct, or I just had this, I just had this, you know, inspiration when really it's intuitive, we're really tapping into our intuitive powers that we've always had. So I think that we're coming out of that period, but we've had to adapt with, I think, mediocre archetypes to work with. I, I think so, you know, and I think any mention of the intuition scares people because yeah. we've lived so long in a mind-based, logical way of, of communicating and going against our life, you know, logic over, over sensing and emotions, although, you know, we're coming out with emotional intelligence that's starting or has been turning the tide. Thank goodness. Um, and I think, you know, I hear more people saying, let me see how that feels. I know some of my coaching clients that I work with, we talk about, again, goals and desires about what they want to accomplish. And I'm always saying, how is that feeling? Because without that super important bit of information, um, there's going to be challenges. There may be resistance. There may be something that is coming up that is going to take away their confidence. So I, I really applaud you in, in bringing up the word intuition. Gail, what do you, what have you seen with people or uh, with women being put under the microscope in society and how have they dealt with it? And how have you recommended that they deal with it? Could you say a little more about under the microscope? Yeah. You know, women, as, as Cynthia and Pia have said, women have to watch themselves a little more. They have to watch tone. They have to watch strength or they are considered and they have to watch, you know, what they say. I, I can't use a feeling statement or there will be some negative connotations. Mm -hmm. So what have you seen with how women have really, or what would you recommend women getting out of that and feeling their strength? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think a piece of it is building up alternate communities that exist side by side with the um, culture at large so that any time you can strengthen, I mean, women do this naturally, right? We put a lot of emphasis or naturally, or it's, we've been culturally taught, we're good at relationships. We're taught to prioritize them, but you know, that's great in a lot of ways. One ways it's great is that women can bond together through deep knowledge of each other's experience, get out of an experience of isolation. Oh, it's just me or, oh, it's my fault. 
oh, it's because I'm not this enough or that enough, and recognize it as more of a common experience and also actively support each other. If they're in the same rooms together, in business settings, they can amplify each other's words, they can refer to what each other talked about so that it, it can't be made invisible instantly, you know, buried or have, have a man, which very often happens, especially in corporate settings, have a man take credit for what they just said. So it's the D, to, to de-invisibilize, to make visible, <laughs> to make each other more and more visible, to lift each other up, to experience ourselves as doing this together is a very, very powerful way to um, counteract where we are attempt, where, where the attempt is to place us and hold us, to break free from it, I think requires community. I like that. You know, I, I, I work with, again, a lot of uh, clients when I coach who, when anything goes wrong, they, they take the blame. It's my fault. It's me. I, I said something. I did something. And I don't know if that uh, certainly is a woman thing, but it definitely is a lack of confidence uh, thing. And um, we need to see that by being in groups and community with others that that we all have challenges and we all run into this and we all have the tendency to, to be the one who takes the blame because that's just how we've been raised. I know I've been raised for that. People please and I'll take the blame because I want to people please even more. <laughs> now, Pia, um, in group settings, what what have you gained uh, by being in group settings with women? Well, just the female energy in the room kind of allows a relaxing, right? There's something that that unknots and just ah, <laughs> something that I feel safer and really in our in my own tribe, right? Um, there's all the um, experiences of looking to what what they do, how they present, what they deliver as um, a way to learn from other behaviors that that women can can be can can provide. I um, being around women, my, the the main woman that's affected my life actually was my mom. Mm. She had the most amazing presence, she would enter a room and the room would just stop and turn. And she, and, and she just, her smiling and her, her big energy, and she loved it. And it's been my kind of life journey to find, and still working on finding that within me because, um, yeah, that's, I, I'm taking that as my inheritance that I'm <laughs> evolving and evolving. And, um, to speak, and what was the best is that she just enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. She enjoyed just expanding her energy and being seen. Wow. <laughs> what a great mentor. <laughs> yeah. And you had her, or still have her for many, many days. But that, what a great way to see how a mom, a woman, you know, a uh, uh, somebody who's dear to you should act in embracing their loveliness. 
she was a bit ahead of her time. At 20 years old, she was flying those two seaters planes. Oh my word. <laughs> she was on, on, on horseback riding. She was amazing. <laughs> That's great. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. Thank you for sharing that. That was, that was nice. Mm -hmm. Cynthia, um, I'd love to hear a story about a moment where you helped a woman go from lower self-confidence and shift to higher self-confidence. Um, okay. So it would be in a, a book coaching experience. I think that you know, we are all told that we should be able to write, you know, because it's expected in everyday life. You can't get through a school without having to, you know, to diagram a sentence. But also came a lot of, you know, um, criticism about how we did it. So people generally don't have a lot of confidence about writing. And I love getting somebody in my circle and we're doing the journaling. And if we're sharing, it's an optional opportunity. But once they hear other people sharing, then they get a little bit braver and they'll do it. And I, it's such a transformative experience. And so I try to provide my clients with, you know, accolades it's like, yeah, that's so much better than the last time you did it. Or it's like, that's amazing. Do more of that. And they, they get this little smile on their face. Like they've never heard anybody encourage them to express creatively. And even if it's flawed, who cares? They're, you know, they're building those muscles and starting to believe that they can actually do it, which is a beautiful thing to see. And it's like, I always tell them, I believe I'll believe in you until you learn to do it yourself. Just keep doing it. <laughs> What a great statement. I believe I'll, I'll hold the belief until you're ready. And if you think about it, you know, women in groups, um, you know, Gail, you said something that, that we are kind of born to be in, to have a collaborative nature with other women. And maybe that is a difference between men and women right off the bat. We want to play. We want to you know, we want to help. And later on in life, we are there for support of people in our, you know, business groups, our friends, our family, which is so positive because that allows us to, you know, start with confidence in if it's only just, I can help this person. That's a wonderful thing. So I think by nature, we have the ability to collaborate with others, which is great. And Gail, um, is there a story or a moment that you want to share um, where you help one of your clients go from a place of lower confidence to higher self-confidence? Um, yeah. Can I talk about a slightly uh, process that- Absolutely. I love- processes that okay. helps lots and lots of people I love doing it um, which is toward the end of a session very very often um, the client and I will kind of identify what's their cutting edge what's the thing the the, the piece of growth that they're right up against in terms of right their own their own development their own confidence their own efficacy, their own power in the world, et cetera. And that we'll identify that 
and then design a, a behavior, a small behavioral experiment that they are to do at least once a day and we'll decide what the reasonable amount is. Um, and part of this is, comes from the idea of Kaizen, uh, from Japanese manufacturing. Anyway, the idea is a small targeted change that you uh, attempt to be very open to what is the actual feedback the world is giving you from this new change you just implemented in. Sometimes it's even hard for us to interpret correctly what is the feedback the world is giving us because our mind so quickly tries to turn it into the things that we already assume and think we know. And so partly it's a matter of the bravery to experiment and partly it's a matter of the um, mental and spiritual openness to actually receive the information. And then we come back together and say, what did you learn? What was hard? What was easier than you thought? What are the new possibilities for you in terms of how you understand who you really are and what your impact can be? And that can be around any topic, any area of challenge, but it's especially powerful around dating, I find. That's, uh, that's great. Um, what, what, um, small exercises, can you give an example of that, that somebody has to do at least once a day to expand their self and grow? Well, pre COVID. Yeah. When people were, well, maybe a lot of people are out and about again now, but anyway, <clears throat> put your cell phone away when you're out in the world and make eye contact, uh, with three people and smile, say hello. Um, that could be one, starting a conversation with a stranger. And the goal is three back and forths that are light, playful, curious, uh, and open um, to slowly shift the attitude of who you get to be out in the public realm. That's mm. one example. That's great. Um, and have you seen this building confidence oh my god yes 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 um yes <laughs> uh you know any sentence that starts with i didn't know i could mm. is mm. very powerful because i mean there you know I don't know. Some people say action precedes belief. Other people say belief precedes action. <laughs> I like to think of it as a, a feedback loop and trying to get the feedback loop going in a positive direction. So doing something differently actually can change your belief about yourself mm -hmm. in a very powerful way. And then when you believe that thing about yourself, then you act differently the next time, which gives you a new feedback loop and on and on and on. And so that's a kind of... Um, dynamism to thinking of building yourself as an active experimental creative process. Building a new self is a, a great experience of mastery. And um, our life path is personal growth. And that uh, changing, rebuilding just allows us to move forward in a much positive way um, manifesting what, what we like and the relationships that we love. Cynthia, do you have a, a tip or a tool when 
uh, trying to build the confidence of a person to just at least even moving through courage, being courageous enough to write something different or challenging? Yes, I do. Um, it's one of my favorite tricks. It's a powerful tool and it's um, surprisingly simple, but that is to set a timer and write for five minutes and keep your pen moving the whole time or 10 minutes or 15. Most people start with writing because they have an idea and they just want to get it down on paper. And that's expressing what you already know, but what you're going after is what you don't know consciously. And that comes about when you keep the pen moving, you know, and you, uh, I'll often give a, a client a challenge, give me write three things, you know, for sure. And they'll say, Oh, easy. And I'm like, oh, that was too easy. Okay. <laughs> write a list of 10 things, you know, for sure. And it's usually those things that come after five that are the best because they had to dig a little bit deeper for those. They had to listen to their intuition because they'd already run out of ideas. That's where I think the, the golden nuggets are is mm. beyond what you already know. Right. And they get to see what they don't know in that process. Isn't that great? And they're astonished and surprised and proud that they were able to, you know, to uh, receive this from themselves. It's coming from their inner wisdom and they didn't know it was there. So it's like a new superpower. <laughs> I like that. Pia, do you have any um, uh, short tips that you could give to our listeners about how you build confidence or something quick in the moment, an affirmation or something? Yeah, I suggest to practically all my clients to um, set their alarm on the phone for maybe twice a day. And when it dings, all you need to do is Turn it off, take a breath, and just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And just connect with yourself in that moment. There's nothing to do with it. There's nothing to um, you know, process. It's just about that moment. What am I feeling right now? It's just establishing a, a connection, a self-connection, a familiarity with yourself. And, and that then builds on this self-love really it's kind of the basis of a self-love that that coming together between your consciousness and your body and um, and feeling more and more whole yeah and um it, it sounds like it also helps with um the practice of checking in because so often and i know this uh for myself and my clients were in our head 24-7, we dream what happened during that day. We're always thinking of the next step. So taking a step back with that alarm is a great idea to essentially just get in touch, breathe, um, and know what you're feeling. Because as we move through life, and especially relating back to confidence, if you're not feeling good about something, maybe an interaction that occurred, that's going to teach you how to behave next time or how to go back and have a conversation with a person that maybe things weren't, you know, wonderful and, and what transpired, but we can't really do that without feelings. So that's wonderful. 
All right. Well, we are getting to the end. I'm going to go around. Is there any last minute tips that you would throw out there for someone um, who's looking to live in a more confident, stronger way? Cynthia. Yes, I would say trust your voice. It goes against everything we've been taught to do, but it's powerful magic. And trust that you have something to share with the world because you do. Great. Any Anybody else? No pressure. Go ahead, Pia. Yeah, I would say just know that you're whole and complete exactly as you are. There may be some healing to do here and there, some integration, but there's nothing that's missing. You are perfect just as you are. Yeah, yeah. Dose of self-love. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Gail, anything? I mean, you've said some marvelous things. If you're if you feel complete, that's wonderful. Um I would say look for any opportunity you have or create opportunities where you can be in your full joy and strength. If there's any place in your life where you know you feel completely um, wonderful, do more of it. Ooh. Wow. I want to, I want to put all these thoughts down in one of Cynthia's books and just <laughs> spread it out there. Great, great uh, information y'all. Now um, I want to just, uh, before we end, I want to talk to Cynthia and all of you. How can people get a hold of you? My website is cgregorycreativity.com. If anybody wants to reach out to me directly, though, I would love to hear from them. And um, I have a free gift that I'm willing to give away. If you write to me at coachcynthia.gregory at gmail.com and say have in your subject line free gift, I will shoot you off a wonderful little mini journaling exercise where you can journal with your angels and archetypes. Ooh, all right. Um, Pia, how can people reach out to you? Yes. Yeah, so my website is piahealing.com, piahealing, all one word. And uh, I have a way you can message me on the website. You can choose a 20 minute time slot so we can get to know each other over Zoom. And I will have a eight, an eight minute confidence infusion audio for you to just listen to as you're in a waiting room or wherever you are to get that extra boost of confidence. Great. Gail, how can yeah. our listeners contact you? Yeah, um, I offer anybody um, who is interested in spending an hour to explore a challenge, um, they can do a one hour consult with me complimentary and sign up for it on my website. That is www.datewisenow.com. And also, very happy as Cynthia is um, too. Very happy to have people write me, um, get in touch with me by email, be delighted to answer. Uh, 
and my date, my uh, email is datewise. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot my email address. <laughs> datewise at iCloud.com. Datewise at iCloud.com. Great. Thank you all for being so generous with um, your willingness to make women more confident with your giveaways, with the information that you've imparted, with the spirit of strengthening women, womanhood on this podcast. I really want to thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. This was fantastic. It was a wonderful conversation. It lit my day up. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I am feeling great now. (laughs) All right, you all take care. And uh, again, I appreciate your time. Thank you. It's great. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com. Dot com.